I need, I need fury. Where am I needed? Yes! Greetings, friends and fellow gamers. Welcome to this episode of Not Enough Resources, a bi-weekly gaming podcast hosted on roguesportal.com. We are coming at you Monday morning with all the latest and greatest from gaming, including news, culture, and esports. My name is Ryan. You can find me online at Ryan M. Holt, and I am joined this week by my illustrious co-host, Dylan. Dylan, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing really, really good. Perfect. So uh, let's dive right into some games. Is there anything uh, super awesome you're playing, or are you just kind of futzing around with Hearthstone again? I mean, just futzing around with Hearthstone, you know. Oh, wait. Wait, what's that? What's the, is that a Nintendo Switch in my living room? Is that... What? Is that Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild in my living room? You, so you finally got a Switch. I did. I did. Yesterday, I kind of a, a crummy day at work, and so yeah. I uh, I bought a Switch out of anger. Um, oh. And so this is an angry Switch. Yeah. Yep. Very angry. His name is Bruce. Um... Bruce the Angry Switch. Yeah, I have a, a green controller. Is it? Is it because he 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 switches between between Bruce Banner and the Hulk? Is that is that why <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't like him when he's angry because he switches? You wouldn't exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah I bought a Switch yesterday and Legend of Zelda um, and a nice little uh, wireless controller, Pro controller. Fantastic. Yeah, it's it's been really great. It's been so good. Um, I uh, I have jumped off the ledge, uh, taken my kite down, and done. Um, well, I forgot what they're called. All of a sudden, shrines. I, I've yeah, I've done I've done my first like non uh, opening shrine. All right. And so it's 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 really good. I I take back the crummy things I said about it when I played like it and Mario Odyssey each for about a half hour. Um, I obviously just needed to spend more time, and I think that's just true of of the game itself. Is that it's too big? It, it's not too big. I don't want want you to take perceive anything that I'm saying about the game is negative, but it is too big for 30 minutes. Yeah, it's definitely got 30 meat minutes. on its bones for sure. It's yeah, yes, exactly. And so, where in like Mario, like I felt like I was doing stuff in that first 30 minutes and getting stars and running around doing Mario stuff. I mean, Zelda takes a little bit more, but I'm already like, oh, wow, look at all of these things. It took me a while to get to that shrine that I saw because I was like, oh, what's that over there? Oh, hey, what's that over there? Yeah. Um, I keep finding, are they called the, what are the seeds called? Oh, Koroks? Korok seeds on accident? Uh, you, um, you, you mean poop? It, it's poop. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. what? It, 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 it's poop. They, 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 give you, Why? they give you poop. Why didn't? Why are they not seeds? I thought they were seeds. No, no, they're they're called Korok seeds, but but it's poop. <laughs> like like read the description okay. next time. Next time you get one, read the description of the item. Okay, it's, I'll take it. I'll take a look. It's at it. poop, especially like when you get to the point where you start turning in the Korok seeds. Um. Yeah, it's it's excrement of some sort. 
Okay. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm I, not what making. What can I buy up. with them? I'm not messing. Like, I'm not. Should messing I be with happy you. that I'm finding them all over the place? I, yeah. I've heard that there's like a lot of them. There's 900. Whoa. Yeah. It's it's Wowie, no. Wow. It's no small task. I remember a couple of games done quicks ago, um, where they did Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild 100, percent and uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's no small task. How long? How long is that speed run? Can you still call it a speed run at that point? Hey, you know what? Let's find out. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. But um, I just have a couple questions uh for you real quick, mostly because for this sure. is the Switch, right? So, are you playing this mostly on handheld mode? Are you playing this on your TV? Are you kind of mixing and matching? What's your? Are you just sticking with the Pro controller? What What's your configuration? Because I think that's very I've important only... with the Switch. You know, I've. I've only been doing my pro controller on my television. Uh-huh. I thought about bringing it to the office today, but I decided not to. Yeah. Um, because it's I like I just don't know if I want to open that bag of beans. Um, cuz there yeah. were just beans would be everywhere. There'd just be so many beans. I do it so, um, on my lunch break. I have like a little carrying. Yeah. Case. I do it on my lunch break, so I'm not like, you know, like, oh, it's work, you You're know. You're not it's not time theft, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I, um, I definitely is going to end up coming to the office with me. I'm already like talked to some people and was like, Hey, if, if I get super smash and I bring this to the office, but like, I'm still going to bring like the, the dock. Like, I'm not just gonna, cause we'll play on it. Cause we're gonna play smash brothers on a TV. We're not going to like set it up on a desk and sit around the tiny screen, which is fine. I mean, that, that works great. But, yeah. Um, but I do think that in situations where, um, so my girlfriend plays a lot on her Switch and her 3DS, like while we're watching TV and stuff. Yeah. And I, I think I will probably get down for that. Um, or, or like I'm like Zelda is not. I don't know. It, I, it depends on the game too. Zelda so far, it's all shiny and new to me. Yeah. And so I don't I don't want to do something else. And so like there's no reason for me to not just play it on my TV. Yeah. For sure. Um so I did uh, I apologize if you did hear my typing on that. Um I did pull up speedrun.com. The uh current as of this recording record for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild on both Wii U and Switch, it's a joint leaderboard for 100% is held by a Brazilian player named Specs and Stats. Of 23 hours, 29 minutes, and 14 seconds. And wow. that includes all 900 Korok seeds, um, which includes all of the shrines, everything like that. Um, shrines are important because um, you will get uh, spirits of... I forget. I think they're called Spirits of Wisdom. I might be wrong on that. It's been a hot minute since I've played Breath of the Wild. But those control the... Uh, heart pieces that you get and then the Korok seeds control your inventory so if you want to get more slots for bow and arrow more slots for shields things like that oh that's nice that's 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 been one of the hardest things to kind of adjust to is i i'm not great about just letting resources go yeah um i i it it hurts me to like like there are all these sticks that you can pick up and you can hit stuff with them and they don't do any damage. Yeah. And so when I first started the game that I would like use a stick to kill something Yeah. and to like pick up another stick. Cause I didn't want to leave it there. Yeah. 
Um, and but the, like that's just a vicious cycle, and so I have to try really hard not to, not to like like I would go and pick a fight with something that I didn't need to fight, so that Probably I would have more inventory have. space. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, but that's just like my stupid brain being stupid. Yeah. Um, it's it yeah. So like the inventory system has been really interesting. Um, I'm really glad. It, my first glance at cooking when I did it the first time I played, I was like, oh, this is like a dumb mini game. Yeah. Because in the past, Zelda's then like, you just put fairies in pots and like, there's no reason to like get healing potions or hold on to things that you can use, like get milk or whatever. Yeah. Um, when you can just go and get fairies. Um, and I said in the first Zelda game in Ocarina of Time. Well, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I knew what you yeah. meant. That's most people's first Zelda game. And honestly, that's how fairies and mini games and puzzles have worked in Zelda for, for years. Like Breath of the Wild is kind of the first one to take that big departure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so like the I, it took me a while to th- this last time that I went and they cooked and I was like, oh, this is actually a really cool system because the food is really useful. Yes. Um. I, I did not expect to run into the like cold section or like I climbed I climbed into a cold section. Yeah, for on that the backside of like a big mountain. Yeah, for one of and, those shrines. Yeah, and like was very confused. I was like, there's no item or anything that like protects me from this and it's like you just have to use chilies and and make chili like spicy food to get like a certain number of time of protection from the weather, which is, is really cool. Um, I think like I, uh, at first I just assumed it was like a way to maintain health, like eating cheese and Skyrim where you just like pause and eat a bunch of food in the middle of a fight. You'll, you'll be doing Um, that later. (laughs) And that's, I mean, yeah, like that's part of it, but it's also like, there's more to it than that. And it, and it, it, it seems like a necessity in the game, not just like, uh, a backup plan if you mess up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, so, and you'll find this later on, like I said, you know, you will get to that point where it's like, pause the game, eat all of your food to get back up to health and then continue fighting the boss. Like you'll get to that point. Um, the other thing that you need, uh, the, or the other thing that's really cool about the food system is you can actually get, foods that are like fortified and better that'll actually give you temporary hearts later oh that's so cool. be on the lookout for those um but yeah the the whole crafting food thing is really great and awesome and i'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it uh is there anything else that like i mean because you've obviously played other zelda games is there anything else that just whoa blew your mind I, so, like, when, and I'd, last time I played it, I think I had to play with no sound. Yeah. And so, there's an absence of music early on in the game. Yeah. Um, which is not, it didn't, that, that, uh, it was great. Like, the sound design in general is really good, and music comes in, and so when music comes in, it is really noticeable. Yeah. Um, but like I'm used to like you get into the field and that Hyrule field music starts playing and you're and the trumpets start building up and and you just get goosebumps all over your whole body yeah um and so like I haven't really hit 
that moment yet. I mean, like, I've, I've gotten excited about the game. I mean, even, like, when you're leaving the resurrection um, chamber at the very beginning, it's just like, what's going on? This is really cool. It's Link, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you see, like, the, the decrepit Temple of Time, which is just really neat, and, like, the architecture matches um, past Temple of Times uh, from the N64 games, which is really cool. And then, um, but the thing that, like, freaked me out uh, was when the king of Hyrule, like, has a voice. Yeah! <laughs> and, and for, like, it was really off-putting to me. Um, and it's not, like, it's not that dude's voice. It was just, like, why is somebody in a Zelda game actually talking? Yeah. But, I mean, like, it, real it, words. at least it wasn't Link, right? Oh my goodness! I think. Could you imagine if Link had a voice? There's only one person that could voice Link. I nobody. Me? No. See, because I'm whatever you say. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to disagree with you because I think Link is just a blank slate. He's an avatar for the player, so he sounds like me. Well, Link ne- Link never talks. Correct. He doesn't. He sounds like me. Yeah. He has my voice because I'm the player. I was right? I was going to say Keanu Reeves, but I think I was wrong. <laughs> I think I was incorrect. I think I'm, I was. I'm incorrect. I take it back. Yeah. Yeah. Because one of the cool things about Link, but in this game, in this game, Link does talk because you have options. You have reply options. I. You've had reply options before. You get reply options in Ocarina. Get, and yeah, stuff but like you, that. when you're you talking get like, to like yes and no. Yeah, when you're talking like the owl. <laughs> yeah, because you get stuck in the infinite loop. Yeah. And but usually like I feel like it's just he nods his head. I don't think he actually speaks. And he goes like, "Uh-huh." Yeah, but like in in Breath of the Wild like you have dialogue lines that are unspoken. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's Which, really I mean, cool. Yeah, it's that still works. But yeah, it was just so wild and I just ran into uh his, his name started with a B before I like paused and put on my podcast underwear to get ready. Um and no idea see here's the thing is like i played through uh breath of the wild about one and a half times um and there is still stuff i have never seen in that game i imagine i will never see everything in that game i don't have you know 23 hours in a speed run in me <laughs> to 100 it you know yeah i mean it is a very large like the scale of the game cannot go unnoticed it is a large living breathing world i it is so pretty yeah um it's it's you're walking through like a living art museum it is so cool yeah well i am glad you are enjoying it definitely uh let me know if you're picking up anything else i would love to get kind of your impressions as a new switch owner you know two years after it's been out you know yeah, yeah, I I wish I'd gotten it sooner. Uh, I'm really glad that I ran into this like perfect storm of a deal, and and pulled the trigger on it. I, no looking back now. I'm I'm excited to keep exploring games on the Switch. Perfect. Glad to hear. What kind of game do you want to hear about? Because I've been playing so many things. Do you want to? I'll, I'll give you like some genres, right? So, uh, I've been playing some betas. I've been playing some puzzles. I've been playing some indies. So you just tell me which one you want me to kind of like dive into. I am. Um, huh. It's I, weird. I have like this glut of games right now. It's very weird. 
I gotta go with betas. Okay, so um, this past weekend, and actually this weekend as well, is the Gears of War 5 beta on Xbox. Um, actually, I do believe they are dropping the Of War part of the title, and they're just calling it straight up Gears 5, which is fine. You know, a lot of games with longer titles get shorthand. You know, World of Warcraft becomes WoW, things like that. I've heard, I mean, I've heard Gears referred to as, sorry, Gears. I've heard Gears of War referred to as Gears. Yeah, forever. Forever, so. Yeah, so uh, the Gears 5 beta was last weekend and this weekend. Uh, it's mostly just stress test and things like that, but it's it's kind of cool to um, play something that's a little more tactical, a little more cerebral than, you know, something like uh, Halo or Overwatch or... Call of Duty. Not that those games don't have strategy, but Gears of War is deliberately paced slower. So you get more like map awareness and things like that. Um, So to kind of return to that kind of pacing of a game is really, really cool. Uh, The arcade mode that they had has this deathmatch mode. It's first to 50, things like that. But the thing that's really cool about it is... Each character has a different loadout when you start and different things you can level up into. So as you start uh, amassing points and getting kills and assists and downs and things like that, you start building up like a independent currency that you can say, next time I spawn, instead of spawning with, you know, this burst carbine, I want to spawn with the sniper rifle, things like that. So that's really, really cool and really, really fun. I'm definitely enjoying it. And uh, man, I I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I really, really missed Gears of War. I I fell off after Gears of War 3. I didn't play Gears of War 4 or Gears of War Judgment. And just playing the beta this week, it's like, oh man. So I immediately downloaded Gears of War 3 four and i'm kind of slowly working my way through that campaign but it's it's been a lot of fun aside from like a couple little things uh i have pretty fond memories of three it came out my freshman year in college yeah and my roommate was like really into the gear series and it was my first experience with any of the gears of war game because like i i had the like conservative parents um on video games and like it's violent you cut people in half with a chainsaw no yeah sort of thing going on um even even at that like not obviously i was in college at that point but like when i was in high school and those games were getting kind of popular yeah um and i'd also like switched to pc gaming almost exclusively by then yeah um, I'm planning on so... trying it on PC this weekend because with Xbox Live, Games with Gold, Game Pass, whatever you want to call it, uh, beta is unlocked for both PC and Xbox versions. So I'm planning on oh, trying so it cool. on PC this weekend. So That's so cool. Yeah, I, um, I'm excited to hear more about it because I do like the pacing of the Gears game. I think it's, I think it's a nice change of pace and it, um, it makes it so that like, the shooter should be more about like the tactical placement and less about like, I have an itchier trigger finger than my opponent. Yeah. And I have the big old power weapon. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of fun. The arcade mode is great. The one thing that is kind of like a bummer 
right now is, I mean, and this this is the thing, it's not a full game, it's a beta, so I can't really be mad about it, but the thing that just kind of makes me go, oh man, is the horde mode is not in the beta. But once again, it's a beta, you know, me expecting it to be a full game, that's, you know, on me. I think because I've been away from Gears for so long just having access to that world again and re-experiencing it, I just want to, like, dive head in, you know? Yeah. Well, and it was kind of revolutionary for, like, the Horde Mode-type oh. games in general. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think Horde Mode really took, um, like, that... Almost that tower defense genre and put it in shooters, you know? Um, you yeah. get, like, yeah. the loadout modes in Call of Duty. Um, like, Call of Duty Zombies is a straight-up riff on the Horde Mode, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, and it's, um, I don't know, it's it's just fun. Like, it's a fun way, especially if you have an overcompetitive friend, yeah. Because like, then when you're sitting down and you're playing with your buds, you just like take that aspect of playing a game with them away, away, and you just because you're all on the same team, and so it's just those, it's the. It's camaraderie. The computers like, are the co-op. Yeah, it's great, right? Like I think yeah, exactly. we've come back to co-op a lot on this podcast, um, and how great it is. And yeah. Gears really ushered that in for a lot of people, and to just kind of get get you know that little bit of taste with the beta is just making me super excited. You know, I'm probably gonna buy Gears Five when it comes out, or have a subscription to Xbox Game Pass because they get it day and date. But like. I'm I'm super excited to be re-exploring that world, you know. Nice, yeah. Yeah. So, are any any like characters that you're like, oh, cool, like they're it's still are they pretty much well, new story, new? So in Gears of War four, they completely switched the cast out, which is kind of cool. Okay. Um, the enemies are even different too. So instead of the locust horde, it's the swarm. So you know they they went from ripping off one Blizzard franchise to ripping off another um nice <laughs> i mean you know it is what it is how many words i mean how many words are in the english language that are kind of vicious yeah yeah yeah, yeah well in every story that's ever been told will be told again yeah exactly um so the villains are completely different the heroes uh, most of them are dead the ones that aren't dead are like completely aged up and like marcus phoenix was like old and gruffy in the first one but he was like you know a late thirties old and gruffy. And now he's like an early fifties, late forties gruffy. You know, he's got like, he's got like the, uh, the salt and pepper in his beard and he's just angrier and even more bitter. So like that's he's, he's got that sick soul patch still though, right? No, he's got a full on beard. You can't kill that soul patch. Oh no, no, no. The soul patch is still there. It's just oh, part okay. of the, the the greater whole. It's just a piece of the beard. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a a piece okay. of the beard, and b the other thing is, you know, it's 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 gray and dignified. You know, still a soul patch. Yep, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but he he doesn't wear the do rag anymore. No, they wouldn't. Well, How dare they? In in one of the skins, he doesn't. In one of the skins, he doesn't wear a do rag. I okay. I have to say this, but. What, his name is Marcus Phoenix, right? Correct. Phoenix, F E Guy Fieri another of video game characters. Rip. Say again? He's he is the Guy Fieri of shooter characters. Oh, I agree. 
I agree. It's either him or Soap. Okay. But, um, yeah. So, I don't know. It's been kind of cool to just kind of jump back into that world. Uh, a lot of fun. And I, I really enjoy, like, moving from cover to cover. I forgot how much that really, like, resonated. So, yeah. just been... It's a great mechanic design. Yeah, it's a, it's a great mechanic. Um, it took a while when I was playing the first one for it to click to me. Until I saw like an interview with uh, some of the dev team and they were like, if you just took like a Donkey Kong level and just flipped it and like dropped it down and just moving from like place to place as platforming and then all of a sudden it clicked for me. So, yeah, that's really cool. And the map design's really, really intelligent. I think, you know, more I mean, not saying that map design is not is unimportant in other games but in gears of war the map design like really 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 shines so that's really cool so yeah that's uh the game i've been playing i've i've got a couple more so uh we'll get to those in the the coming weeks as well um are you ready to talk uh, about our favorite segment in the world loot box aka the news <laughs> that was good yeah. i'm always re- you know me. I'm always ready to talk about loot boxes. My yeah, good, good so, bud, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, we're just all about them loot boxes. Uh, so the big news with loot boxes. I, hold on, now, hold on. Before, before we talk about the new big news of the loot boxes, do you, what do you think the ratio of loot box episodes to not loot box episodes? Do you think we're at like a 50% or do you think no, we're lower not that than much. that? Not that much. Not that much? I think, okay. I think maybe 33%. I think one third, one third are definitely loot box centric. I think we mention loot boxes in every episode though. Oh yeah, probably. Well, because it's, it's become like we make jokes when we don't talk about loot boxes. Correct. I, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think, um, all right. Yeah. Sorry. Let's go into the segment. Yeah. Yeah. Let's dive right in. So, uh, the big thing is the UK government, um, has said that FIFA ultimate team packs and, uh, loot boxes are not considered gambling. So um, for those not in the know, the way FIFA Ultimate works is you're essentially um, given like a team of just nobodies and then you have to like draft players almost uh, similar to like what you would do with like uh, old school baseball cards. You know, you buy a pack, there's like five players in it and then that helps you like build out your team so you can play better online, you know? And exactly. uh, Yeah, it's it's not considered gambling by, uh, you know, England. England doesn't think it's gambling. The UK doesn't think it fits under that, which like here in America. okay, that's fine, whatever. But like in the UK, you have to understand that like FIFA is 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 huge, (laughs) right? Like, yeah, mate, FIFA's life. It's really all we have time to do over there. Yeah. Just playing FIFA. Yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. Like FIFA is, is huge over there. You know, like, I don't know. I'm doing a Kiwi accent and I'm meant to do like more of a British accent. Yeah. And I'm sorry. You you should be just, just go back to you. Um, okay. I did. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. This weird Kiwi guy came in my apartment. It was like, yeah. Hey, do you have a switch? I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, cool. You have your switch, mate. See ya. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but no, yeah, like, it's weird. This is so weird to me um, 
because FIFA is one of the ones where I think it's like been the most damaging and just caused people to hemorrhage money. And I do yeah. wonder if, like, I, well, I do do they is there a generation of House of Parliament members who are playing FIFA and blowing a lot of money on it, but like they have the money to spend or like what's going on? Because yeah. it's, it's gamble. It has to be gambling. Do you, do you think? Do you think so? Yes. Even though there's no like, see, because the the big argument is there's no fail state. Like, whenever you buy a team pack, you you're always getting something, right? Yeah. Like like there's no okay, fail I guess, state, so it's I guess not gambling that's... because it's just like an exchange of goods. It's randomized goods, but it's just straight up an exchange of goods. That's like the big okay. argument, right? Maybe it's it's not that it. Yeah, I get that, and I guess we've been talking like... about this for two years. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wow. Yeah, that's true, and it it's the Had same. Had you never thought about as... it that way? I'd never. No, not really. Like to me, I just thought that it's, um, your odds of winning are too low, and like the way. But it's not winning. I get that. Okay, let me let me rephrase this. See, we're just rewire we're rewiring your brain on loot boxes. You thought they were bit. one thing, but they're something else completely different. A little bit. Yeah. Well, because it's one of those things where um okay, uh, I'll give you an example. So Hearthstone I think has a really good system where like mm -hmm. I feel like it's pretty fair when I disenchant my cards. Yeah. Um, I, I don't feel like that's bad. <clears throat> Magic the Gathering, there is no way to disenchant the garbage cards. Yeah. You you um, turn it into cosplay. Exactly, yeah. And so like Or a wallet or a purse or something. Uh-huh. And and you get a lot of cards. Like all but one card in a booster pack are usually trash. Yeah. And that's why, like, in Magic the Gathering, like, I have decided, as a Magic player, to only buy from the second market and just buy exactly what I want. Instead which of... Which isn't a good thing for, like, MTG, like, for Wizards, but instead yeah, of, like... Yeah, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable as a business method. Yeah, exactly. Um, because I don't want a bunch of cards that I have to figure out how to get rid of because they're not worth anything. Um... And so, like, it's weird, like, but a six-year-old with three dollars can walk into a store and buy magic cards. Yeah. Um. And and so I can, I can get behind the like, well, let's not make them stop because it's the same as that. Like, that's the argument, I guess. Yeah. Um. I still think it's as we move towards an era in humanity where a lot of what we own is digital content, uh -huh. that is scary and not good. Yeah. Because, I mean, um, you know, we, this is primarily a games podcast, but, like, a lot of games have, have to do with, like, tech and the evolution of tech yes. and things like that. Um, the big thing right now um, that happened recently in this kind of area is that Microsoft had like an ebook store 
and they took yep. the ebook store down and anybody who had ever bought anything on that ebook store lost their lost their books like it wasn't even like you know we're going to send you a copy of the ebooks DRM free you know it's not like the Xbox where you know the server's still up and if you have a proof of purchase you can re-download at any time like none of that yeah and like is that and that's terrifying to me it's one of those things where like so when people started selling their blizzard world of warcraft accounts blizzard was like no 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 yeah um and and like i get that like that's so right but at the same time the time and that you put into that and then like the digital things that you collected in that have a value like or should have a value yeah and so by it, it's okay so so instead of thinking about it I'm, I'm gonna flip the script here a little bit yeah so like instead of thinking about this as like digital stuff that you that you get as part of the game like what if uh it's they're bitcoins so imagine if all of your fifa ultimate like packs that you buy like are the same as bitcoins yeah and and so but well, like that's what makes when, bitcoin and things like that like more appealing yeah yeah and so like like why does that stuff not have value after you buy it and okay so i guess I, maybe it's not I it's can, not gambling the problem is that the thing doesn't have value after you buy it well yeah but like there see and this is the problem is it is it comes down to like these weird esoteric conversations of what is value right yes yeah um and that's really really tough to discern the big thing with bitcoin and the way that works in the blockchain and things like that is the blockchain creates like unique signatures and everybody is operating off of the same file right it's kind of like yeah. a like a the easiest way to describe it is it's like a google document right but you can't yeah, but you can't go back and edit it right mm -hmm. so yeah. if you know somebody goes in and the first line of it and types like like imagine if you were like writing a story with somebody like a fanfic but you couldn't go back and edit so it, it's the improv game of yes and yes and yes and this happens then this happens then this happens and you can't go back and change it that's what makes bitcoin and blockchain things like that unique is everybody has like a copy of the manifest that says what is unique about this, what is unique about that. That's why like things like CryptoKitties and things like that have value, whereas things like Overwatch skins or FIFA players and FIFA Ultimate, things like that, they don't have value. Yes. Because ultimately, if I open a FIFA Ultimate booster pack, right, and get, you know, Ronaldo, right, yeah, that's not stopping you from opening a FIFA booster pack and also getting him. Yes, yeah, right? exactly. But but that's but that's also why, like, so like, like and, and that's that's, so, that's but here's yeah, my problem is that so, so like when you when you buy it, you still don't own it, and that should be illegal. Yes. See, and that's that's another 
problem which isn't gambling it's just that's the but that's what the problem that's where i guess i just was like yeah gambling's a good word for this yeah but but i guess the the part that's like messed up is is so like when you when i when i and 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 in these cases okay here's here's i got it here's why loot boxes are bad okay when you when you buy you buy your pack and you get ronaldo right yeah. So you're not paying for a service where if the service goes down, like like that's not part of paying for a service. You're you're paying like a a, a thing that exists in a service. And so when yeah. it disappears, so when that service ceases that thing. to exist, right. Yeah, even though like that's not part of paying for the service. That's a thing that you bought. And there's no there's no consumer protection for that thing that you bought. Yeah, ultimately, and and this is going to be a huge, huge, huge problem as far as the industry is concerned, just based on how slow this industry is to change in certain aspects. That's why when we talk pie in the sky, what we want for gaming as we are one to do, we talk about like, oh, man, how cool would it be if in you know, Pokemon, you would buy like an expansion that would give you access to the next 150 and things like that. The only way that holds value and the only way that purchase, I don't want to say becomes worth it because all purchases are valid. What you do with your money is your choice, right? But yeah, the, the only way it becomes sustainable, I think that's a better word. The only way it becomes sustainable is if that service never ends. And I think that yeah. that's why you see so many people still playing WoW. It's not that WoW's a bad game. WoW's a great game. WoW is a fine game. But yeah. people have invested so much into it that that's where their value is. You know, when Blizzard well, and- puts up a mount for $25, they feel like, okay, this is going to be around for the next 10 years. I'm okay paying, you know, $25 for another mount. Yeah, and I will say like the other thing about Blizzard is like you are you are buying content when content is released, mm-hmm. and then you're paying the subscription to participate in the content. In the case of World and, of Warcraft, yes. In the case, yeah, did I say Blizzard? I meant yeah. World you did say Blizzard. Yeah, uh, in the, yeah. In the case of World of Warcraft, yes. Yeah. And and like this leads. This is I'm gonna go down like kind of another rabbit hole here. Oh really no! Fast you. Um, me never yeah uh so i i was thinking about this um with uh the whole face app thing that happened like was it last week i think or the week yeah, yeah yeah like two weeks ago so why don't you give just a little bit of background on that before you dive into your thesis i so i haven't done i haven't done any research on the russian thing have you have you read it all about it and like can confirm um yeah i, I mean it's 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 ran by a like the Russian. I mean, it's, it's not ran by it, but like it's funded by it. It's like okay, whatever you do, yeah. don't look into Silicon Valley investment banking. Um, a lot of the money <laughs> comes from places it probably shouldn't. That's yeah. I'm just going to leave it yeah. at that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, so anyway, like face app came out and it's, it was a free app and um, a bunch of people used it uh, myself included um, and like, even when I was using it, I was thinking about the fact, like, this is a free app that where you're like, you're taking your picture and then it's editing that photo. 
that photo that you take or, or like that you upload to it that it reads or all of could be all of the photos on your phone are probably downloaded to a server somewhere and then like they just own all those photos so that is and that's what happened when you accepted the the user agreement. yes that is a real thing that happens um and you can even test it with your phone if you download the app and uh open it it will take a minute and it'll say like populating photos and everything like that and it takes yep. forever but yep. if you do that and then turn on airplane mode it happens instantly which means when it says populating photos that's the upload Yes. Yeah. So, but anyway, so like when, when that happened, there was a number of memes about, um, cause it, it, again, funded by a Russian company. Um, and that like Russia was stealing everybody's facial recognition. Yeah. Don't be surprised if it shows up on fake bot accounts on like Twitter and Facebook, like your exactly. face might be there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like, but there was like a number of memes and one of the memes that I saw was, if somebody could release a free app that is face app without the Russian hacking, that would be great. And it got me to thinking about like, we have, we have trained consumers uh-huh. to expect things for free. Correct. I blame Apple for um, all this, by the way. Uh-huh. And, and so like when, that people are no longer willing to pay for content and entertainment content, but like they don't understand that that entertainment content, the people that make it are still making money. Correct. And where that money comes from, especially in stuff that like doesn't really have ads or doesn't seem to have ads because I don't know if, if you know this, Ryan, but like, internet banner ads are no longer worth anything. Correct. Because I have four ad blockers installed on my PC. (laughs) Yeah. So between ad blocking and then like people realizing that it just didn't really work, um, banner ads like are no longer worth very much. And so it's really hard to make money just on the internet. And so you make money by getting information allowed, allowing for like targeted ads or other nefarious things. Yeah, it's a, because it's a privacy issue. You you are you are Facebook and you go to X advertising agency and say, We can get your ad in front of this many million people because here's all the users we have. Yeah. And, and we can and target the, it and we can are, go, here's all of the males eighteen to thirty five within the zip code. Like Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, yeah. Which is and and so it's like people need to stop expecting to get things for free. Yep. Um, um, there was actually a really good industry. indie game that came out that made this argument. Um, it was called Ultimate Fishing. It was a game on um, iOS and Android, and the developer released it for five ninety nine. And everybody was like, well, five ninety nine. it's a cell phone game. It should be free. And he was like, well, first of all, I don't want to put ads in this game. Second of all, screw you. I worked hard on this. Like, pay me. You know? Yeah. No, well, and that's absolutely like, I remember when I first got my first smartphone and I was like, these apps cost money. Yep. And, and it's, they should. Yeah, they like, absolutely should. Absolutely should. Like, and, and it also falls into the thing that we've been talking a lot about free, like recently about how like the amount of content and quality of the content should affect the price of the content instead of like console games are $60. PC games are $40. Um, 
cell phone games are ten dollars. Yeah. Like, well, and and in the cell phone market, like the cost of things varies depending on how much content there is and how much they think people are willing to pay for it. And like video games need to move to that as well. Okay, so back um, to FIFA. Back to FIFA, yeah. So like, I love the idea of this the ultimate FIFA thing. It's great. Yeah. But we also need to. We really need to make some like decisions and some consumer protections over what happens after you purchase this digital thing that doesn't live in the same space that you're sitting in and that service gets canceled. And is that fair? Okay. So I've got some questions for you. Um, okay. I, I, I agree that terms and services should be looked at um, the terms and services of world of Warcraft. You do not own your character. Uh, Blizzard owns the character. The only thing you um, have any rights to is the name of your character. Um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was a big nerd in college and I read that thing front to bottom, <laughs> top to bottom. Um, no, I think that's great. Yeah. So uh, those are just some things to be made aware of. But you're saying that, you know, we as consumers need to be smarter about um, our spending for one, which I agree we should. Uh, you know, you should always be smart about your spending. Uh, but the other thing is, so FIFA is sold at $60 and then they release another one 12 months later for $60. And then 12 months after that, they release another one for $60. And I'm just going to go out on a limb here. This is pure speculation. I'm guessing 12 months after that, they'll release another one for $60. So the problem is, is if you are selling a game at $60 a pop, the general rule of thumb when it comes to funding a video game uh, company is for every employee, for every one month of that employee's tenure, you need $10,000 in your budget. Now that $10,000 goes towards, you know, that person's computer that they work at, uh, you know, rent for the office space that you're using, um, utilities, the person's salary, the person's healthcare, all of that stuff. General rule of thumb that I've read through various articles is you need $10,000 per person per month for development of a video game in order for people to make living wage and things like that. No matter how many copies FIFA sells, there are way too many people on that development team for it to ever turn a profit. Ever. Right? Really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's... FIFA has something like 800 developers on it. That's insane. Yeah. So that's $800,000. Okay, let's... I'm, I'm being hyperbolic. I actually don't know how many developers work on FIFA. <clears throat> but let's say... Let's be generous. 200 people. Right. Between art, yeah. between programming, between network maintenance, between uh, network coding, whole nine, you know, developers, um, producers, all of that. Let's say 200 people. Right. So that's two hundred thousand dollars a month that you need to cover all of those people. You, you can't make that back selling a game at sixty dollars pop. You can't make that no, back. There's no freaking way, because once the game's out the door, you have to pay distributors. You have to pay GameStop. You have to pay 
um, you know, FedEx for shipping all of them. Like, there are other people that get paid off of this game, not just the developers, right? Yeah. So, in lieu of all of your stuff about loot boxes and how much they, you know, like, damage uh, game economy and how much they damage uh value because they're tied to a specific service that if nobody participates in the service goes belly up and you lose all of that all of that said if you had to take away loot boxes completely do you charge 130 140 a year for fifa like what's what's the price of fifa if you take away loot boxes let me let me i will say this and then I'm going to hit you with a number. I'm going to hit you with a number after you're done with this, by the way. Okay. I firmly believe that if you charged the proper amount, people would still buy it because people still buy FIFA year after year. Mm-hmm. And it is still, there's still a lot of people that play FIFA that it's like really the only game that they play. Yep. And. And so, like, they will, if if they want to play FIFA, they will still pay that much. Because that's my brother. He plays NHL every year, the NHL game. He buys it every year. When it it comes to the consumer of that kind of game, again, I'm going to try and stick to FIFA here. Like, they are, by the end of a year, they're paying less than a dollar per hour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On that game. Like, significantly less. And when you break down, if you break down a video game by the cost per hour and think when you're purchasing, don't think about, oh, 60 bucks, holy cow. Think about the cost per hour of playtime that you're getting out of it. Okay. And then compare it to how much it costs to go play a movie. So, like, I wholeheartedly believe that if they charge the proper amount for that game, they would still get their money back. Correct. I agree 100%. Um, Ultimately, I think the solution, especially when it comes to sports games, is you release FIFA, you don't put a year onto it, and after you've released FIFA, you patch it every 12 months with new rosters and maybe charge 20 bucks for new features. Yeah, absolutely. Be yeah, and a, just charge, I mean, you can campaign. even charge for the roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, or, you wanna... or you could charge for, uh, yeah, you could, you could do the exact same model that world of warcraft uses and it makes complete sense for every sports game yep 100 percent. like you want to pay 10 bucks to play as you know the 2019 starting lineup of arsenal that's fine but like you could also do legacy you know like if you yeah. want to play as arsenal from 2005 or manchester united when ronaldo was a tiny little tot you know yeah like, well that what's cool about that is you can start selling you start selling the legacy teams like as individual, just like you sell mounts. But then mm-hmm. every year you do like the big roster thing and charge like 60 bucks for that. And, and it's then... like the entire champions league or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. So, um, I said earlier, I was going to throw a number at you and, uh, are you ready for that number? I'm scared. Overwatch has made $1 billion since it's released two years, three years ago has made $1 billion in loot box purchases alone. That does not include merchandise. That does not include new purchases of the game. That is straight loot boxes. So that is purely profit right there. Mm -hmm. 
that includes yeah. i i actually i don't want to say that's straight loot boxes i could be wrong um because it just says on digital purchases sometimes every once in a while they'll do just like a straight up buy one skin specific skin not necessarily randomized yeah. loot but a skin um and sometimes it would be buy currency to buy overwatch league skins um specific skins yeah. not necessarily randomized loot box style so one billion dollars on a game that was released three years ago and has seen, I would say, significant updates at least three or four times a year, uh, be it new characters, new maps. I, I have a question. Yes. If Overwatch was on a subscription pay-to-play, do you think they would have made the same amount of money in that time? Depends on what the subscription entitles. Because here's the thing is like, Skins and everything like that are 100% cosmetic, right? Um, But if they were like, you know, pay $15 to unlock the next three months of competitive pay, play, I wouldn't do it because I don't play competitive, you know? So, like, I, I think it honestly, like, straight up comes down to the content, but, like, if I could access Virtus mode or arcade mode and they charge for competitive entry like okay that's fine i'm not gonna do it but some other people might i don't think it would be a billion dollars in three years so let's let's try this no way so like it's you have to buy the game and that gives you versus and uh arcade but you can't use any like you you wouldn't be able to use any of the newer characters that have been released um, and you can't apply skins or earn them. Then, yeah, I would be, I would probably do it. Like if they did like a, a season pass or a, like, yeah, if they did a season pass similar to like Fortnite, where, you know, you like earn skins and stuff over time, you get guaranteed access to the new map, you get guaranteed access to the new characters. Yeah, I would probably do something like that. But, you know, yeah. I think that would also, you know, at that point, I think you would have to go free to play in the case of Overwatch, because that's the other thing that is like really interesting about this to me is Overwatch has made a billion in digital purchases over three years. Overwatch is not a free to play game. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. whereas okay, so what if, if you're what looking if... at if you're looking at Fortnite, you know, if you're looking at like a bunch of like mobile games that have success in this area, like a lot of those are free to play. So there's no barrier to entry, you know? Yeah. Like on release, if, if it had been $15 a month to play. Yeah. Like, do you think it would have been as successful? Um, yeah, I do. Cause that's the thing is like, so like when, when vanilla wow came out, yeah, it was, it was $50 and it came with one month subscription. Yeah. And you were like, Oh my gosh, that's 50 bucks. And you're only giving me a month. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. So it was like it, but but you can also look at it as like, oh, it's a thirty-five dollar game. Yeah, for fifteen bucks a month. But eventually, eventually, you're gonna be paying more, because it's way Vanilla WoW had way more content, especially at the like speed of leveling, than a month. Yeah, correct. So I don't know. It's it, it, loot boxes are weird. Let's just bring it back to the original, like news bit, news bite, right? 
the UK says ultimate team packs in FIFA and loot boxes are not gambling. Given the conversation that we have just had, you getting your mind blown, how do you create a sustainable industry on $60 a month purchases, things like that? Where do you see loot boxes going in the next 18 months? Do you see them going away? Do you see them getting augmented? Do you see them getting replaced with season passes similar to uh, like Fortnite? Like what do you think is the next step in monetizing games? I think consumer protection wise, you got to go with a season pass model. I like, I just think that's the best thing for people. But again, like that's me making decisions for people. Yeah. And it's one of those things where like, not enough people, especially kids, play Magic the Gathering. Uh-huh. And so it's like so like it's that problem has never been addressed. Yeah. But so many people play FIFA or any other of these other loot box games that like now it's starting to be addressed because like obviously there's there is a problem. I mean if you look at the Candy Crush stuff and like consumers are asking for protections and the British government saying like no, like figure it out, I think is not good. Yeah. Especially when again, especially when like this is this is targeting children. Yeah. It's starting targeting children and sick people. Yeah. And I don't think that's a good thing. Agreed. One hundred percent. Alright. So um competitive corner. We're just gonna gloss this real quick because we have been waxing philosophical about loot boxes for so long. Um <laughs> You know, we, we got to do it at least once a month. You know, that's just, it's, it's somewhere yeah. in our non-existent contracts. Uh, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> first things first, um, Overwatch League has started stage four. It is awesome. Stage four has the 2-2-2 lock that has been rumored forever. And it's finally here and it's great. We are in the second day of 2-2-2 and already there are, you know, huge shifts. It's great seeing Widowmakers play again. Um, some of the lower level teams are the ones that are definitely benefiting. Um, as we are recording right now, I am watching the 19th place Washington Justice destroy the Toronto Defiant. So uh, that's kind of great. Um, that's the big news as far as that's concerned. Um, the other thing is next year for season three, they are doing uh, what we had been talking about a couple years ago. Uh, they're doing homestand weekends, uh, 52 of them throughout the year, which will be 52. Yep. Which will be really, really nice. Um, they're definitely going to have to double up. Um, each team is required to host at least two with a maximum of five. There are some teams that are already like super jazzed to be hosting five. Um, Washington Justice are hosting five. Philadelphia is hosting five. But, like, there are some weird outliers. Um, like, the New York XL are only hosting two, which I think is very weird, considering, you know, just population well, and things like that. New, there's a New York, a Boston, and a Philly, right? Yeah. What, yes. Is there a Baltimore? There's not a Baltimore, no. There's, okay, I mean, so there's a DC. Oh, yeah, okay, so there's four, like... Pacific or not, sorry, East Coast uh, Atlantic teams. Northeast yeah. East Coast teams. Yeah. So I, I'm assuming that they will. Well, and there's also Toronto too. Like Toronto's also there too. Yeah. So I would definitely count all five of those. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it's not like that there's going to be a, uh, 
an absence felt. I think having it where, you know, you're having these big weekends where you're having multiple games played by multiple teams will be really good, especially for the scene, as opposed to flying players from Seoul to LA to play one match on a Thursday night. You know, like that's that's goofy. I do have a question okay. about like, so if, if you were a player, uh-huh. um, if so, like, let's say uh, we talked about East Coast. So, like, let's say those five teams, let's say all five teams go to New York for a weekend. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, And the four teams play against New York and then the other teams play like against e- like two and two, like two games where they play against each other uh-huh. at New York's field. Yes, correct. Would you be comfortable with that as a player? Um, yeah, I I would think so. I mean, you know, these past because what's the difference between that and playing like at playing in L.A. Well, so the other thing is, is I think, and I think this is also very important, is it allows these teams to build brands outside of their home markets, and I think this is more yeah. important for the international teams than it is for the U.S. teams. Um, you know, I don't think you're going to see a lot of crossover from, you know, New York fans and Boston fans, but I could totally see like a group of Boston fans like, Hey, we're going to drive down to New York for the week, you know, but I think for international teams, this is going to be a huge boon, um, because it will, it will force teams like the Seoul dynasty to play in LA and San Francisco and Vancouver, you know, um, I think I think that'll be the big ones is, you know, the international teams like they also separated things into conferences and divisions. Uh, The big thing is one conference is literally the four Chinese teams and Seoul. Um, So, you know, you have all of the Asian teams in one conference right now. And then, uh, you know, you have the other. the other teams are uh, the other conference is the three California teams. So both Los Angeles teams and the San Francisco team. And then I want to say it's Vancouver and Dallas. The Texas teams are split between Pacific and Atlantic conferences. Um, okay. Whereas the LA teams are all in the same conference and division. Um, Where did London end up? <clears throat> London is in the East Coast Division with, um, they are with, it's London, Boston, London, Boston, Toronto, New York, and Philly. Okay. And then, um, or no, 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 sorry. It's London, Paris, Boston, and New York. Philly got separated into the Southern Conference, um, because just, just nature, yeah, nature of numbers. Um, so it's like Philly, Washington, it's it's Philly, Washington, Houston, Philly, Washington, Houston. I'm counting on my fingers. I should just pull this up. You're good. Uh, Philly, Washington, yeah. Houston, uh, Atlanta, and Florida are the Southern Conference of the okay. of that division. So yeah, I mean we're we're getting pretty good divides. I'm super excited because you know I I like this idea of the homestand weekends where you have like five or six teams all coming in to the same area, you know? Cause I mean, that was something we had talked about 
you know, like two years ago when the Overwatch League was still just kind of like a, a Google talk, like floating around on Blizzard servers. You know, we were yeah. talking about like, how do you sustain a league where you're having players fly from, you know, Seoul to London, you know, to play like one match. And I think this is a great solution that I think we actually even talked about at one point where you would like take the teams, you would fly them into a city. They would stay there for like two weeks and play all their games and then go to a different city, you know? Yeah. Well, especially with like the way the conferences are set up, it makes it, makes it really easy. Um, because you can even have, you could have the Southern conference travel to the, uh, East Eastern conference and stay for two weeks and play there and then have, the East and the Southern conference go South yeah. for the next two weeks. And then, and then go horizontal the same way. Yeah. Well, and the thing um, that they're doing, so each team is going to play every team in the league at least once. So that's great. Seoul that's really good. will play London, even though they are in completely different conferences. Right. I, and, and I'm assuming they're they're not going to add teams probably for another year. I don't think so. I don't think we'll see any teams added for stage I, three. I think we'll see maybe. Well, and here's the thing: because conferences are five teams each, you're going to have to add four teams if you add a team, just by nature of numbers. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah. that'll be or, season or you have four. to resplit it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, I don't think Korea will be about having just Seoul. Yeah, I think we'll probably um, get a Busan team, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. But there's also, like, the other thing is, um, has, has is Japan bought into Overwatch at all? No, not really. Um, I mean, okay, it, well, it, it does mind. well, like, fandom-wise, but, like, PC gaming is just not really a thing in Japan. Yeah. Like, yeah. at all. It's It's mostly, like, handhelds and cell phone games. Yeah. Um and you know consoles like the playstation but um i don't think there will be a japanese team i think if we see teams added in stage four uh there will be a busan team there will be either a sydney or a new zealand team and then over on this side there will probably be a brazilian team and then i want to say another american team but there might be a spanish team like from spain or like mexico city yeah right that would be cool yeah that would be really cool yeah so, um, but yeah, each team will play each team once and then every team in either the Pacific or Atlantic divisions, they will play twice. So London will play, uh, New York twice, but they'll only play Seoul once. The number of games is not going down. It'll still be 28 games. The other big change though, is there's going to be no stage playoffs in the middle of the season. Um, so like after five weeks, they're not going to have stage one playoffs after 10 weeks. They're not going to have stage two playoffs. It's just going to be a straight season in the middle of the season. They are going to do an all-star weekend. So perfect. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be really, really cool. Um, so that's the big overwatch league news. The other non overwatch league overwatch news is the new character is named Sigma. He looks like Sigma from Mega Man X. It's very weird, um, <laughs> but uh, he is currently broken as hell right now on the public test region. Um, the big thing he, he can do is his ultimate allows him to create a gravity field uh, underneath players' feet and float them above the air. On the PTR, there's been videos 
floating around of six players on the point, and then he just walks in and uses their ultimate. It takes them so high above the point, they are no longer considered on the point, and the game just ends. Oof. Yeah, so um, he'll probably get nerfed. He's got a really cool character design. He's got really cool abilities. Um, he should be in uh, live play for everybody probably here in the next couple weeks. So he's cool, really good. checking him out. Yeah, definitely, definitely worth checking out. So uh, let's move on uh, to a sad note, um, a somber note. Uh <laughs> I'm trying not to get choked up here. I apologize. Um, You're good, man. Uh, in control, Jeff Robinson. Um, he was a StarCraft II commentator, a StarCraft II player before he was a commentator and a StarCraft One player. Um, unexpectedly died in his sleep last week. And uh, the, the community is, as a whole, um, just really, really sad and uh really beat up about it uh esports truly lost like one of the most passion-filled people like i mean i know we talk a lot about overwatch league we talk a lot about like league of legends and things like that um all of that is built on the backs of starcraft um i'm oh and and people like in control in the west like you can't yeah you can't talk about the history of starcraft and not talk about in control it's not possible yeah, and, um, you know, even, I would even go as far to say, like, this whole culture we have around streaming games um, on Twitch and things like that, like, StarCraft was kind of, like, on the front lines with that um, before it was Twitch TV when it was Justin TV. Um, yeah. Like, StarCraft was really, like, a presence in streaming, and he was right there on the front lines. He's he was doing it for so so long. Um, he contributed a lot, not only as a player but as a commentator and a you know member of the community that really really pushed for esports to grow into what it is now. Um, you know, between League of Legends, Overwatch League, Fortnite, Rocket League, like the whole nine. Like none of that would be here without StarCraft, and by extension, without him. Um, yeah, <clears throat> sorry. Um, it's, it's been rough on the StarCraft community as a whole. Um, the StarCraft esports Reddit, uh, is still pretty beat up about it. Um, day nine, another famous StarCraft two player and commentator and content creator, uh, posted a very lengthy video, um, just telling good stories and things like that about, uh, in control and uh highly recommend if you've got the heart for it if you got the stomach for it to sit down and watch um it 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 sucks it it really sucks it's one of those things that just just to kind of um it sucks it's always always horrible to lose somebody especially before their time but i do i just want to talk about how close these communities are yeah and how like if you if you are upset about this um so so many people out there and you can find solidarity among the starcraft community among the esports community um like it is it 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 just it shows how much these people care about gaming and how important it is to them and so like losing a member like this like 
nobody is alone in their feelings and 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 everybody is aware of it and everybody is basically like a giant gamer starcraft hug is is the internet right now and that's just really lovely and heartwarming to see especially like when you get so much bad uh rep for gamers like this is this is truly who gamers are and and what gamers are about yeah it did come out that what it was a uh pulmonary embolism um it was very very peaceful went really quick for him uh which I, I guess is a good thing. I don't know. Um, it's not really a good thing. It, it, it sucks. But um, the, for those not in the know who don't speak medical jargon, it's a blood clot. Um, so, you know, as gamers, as people that, like, you know, we care about, you know, Dylan and I, uh, the gaming community as a whole, as people who care about those things, um, just, like, take care of yourself. Um, you know, it's, it's not that he didn't take care of himself. He absolutely did. It could happen to anybody. Um, it's, it's a blood clot. It probably started in his legs and worked his way up. Um, so, you know, just even if you're not like super active and like lifting weights and doing stuff like that, like go out for a walk, stretch your legs. Um, just, just be aware of what your body is trying to tell you. Um, not that I want to imply that he wasn't listening to his body and doing what was good for him you know these these freaks no 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 but it, it is just like yeah don't take take care of yourselves um take care of your friends and and just i mean you know how we end the podcast yeah um so yeah uh i think uh that's just gonna cap us off uh, we, we do have some notable links that will be in the description of the podcast itself. If you would like to um, read some cool stuff about culture, there's some stuff about um, the National Library of Spain preserving video game history from uh, Spanish people, Spaniards, I guess. I don't know if Spaniards is really the correct term these days. Um, Span- Spanish. Yeah. Um, I think. If you have I Joy-Con problems with your Switch, uh, contact Nintendo. They'll replace it for free um if it's drifting back and forth and uh yeah uh those are those are the big notable links if you want to give those a look um yeah uh dylan do you have any parting words of wisdom other than uh I, I, go collect all of the korok poop <laughs> i do i do <laughs> um everybody out there um we always end the podcast with a, uh, a stay stay kind to your fellow gamers, um, and I kind of want to add on to that a little bit and um, look for solidarity in every human that you meet. Um, there are things that you agree on, and you can find that and press into that. And like every everybody, all humans are, are like people, and just treat them well. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I think I can 100% agree with that. Um, uh, Dylan, do you want to sign us off? Or? Uh, yeah, I got it this week, man. Sweet. Um, stay kind to your fellow gamers.